actually get it done. True. Okay. All right. Okay. And also, I'll, I'll, I'll but also because we started working on it last week. Yeah. And we like, and we we had the bare bones. So it would be really good to just like keep the ball rolling. And just like yeah. at least just t- like even 45 minutes. Yeah. How sad she looks. Like, I don't want to have a meeting with you. Okay. <laughs> yes, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> How do I even start this? Hello. <laughs> got to clap. Oh, yeah. I do have to clap. Oh my God. You're a weapon. You should be hosting this podcast. Welcome to Parry Talks. We're back. <laughs> We're back. My name's Parry. <laughs> no, you don't. No, no ne- neither of you could even come close to passing as Parry for it's two reasons. True. These pretty looks <laughs> and these pretty outfits. <laughs> okay? true. It's impossible to come close. And your silky hair. You yeah, have silky hair. I'll give you the hair. Thank best. you. I um, we're back. We're back. Yeah. This isn't Zoom. Thank God. Yay. I'm sure everyone listening is like, thank God they're not on Zoom either because <laughs> that was a hell probably to engage and consume, but also as well to record and just like build personal connections over the internet which i'm sure a lot of people reflect on is hell mm-hmm. um so back we're home you might see the ch- space change a little bit there's a know. weird bird on the wall there's a weird bird on the wall there's, there's nothing on this wall mm. there might be something soon maybe black Ooh. canvas maybe a little what? logo a little maybe parry talks talks logo. Logo. maybe some signatures from past guests whoa all right parry, that- we will give you our signature <laughs> if you really want it <laughs> can i have it on my chest yeah tattooed um no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we're back it's great i feel like I don't know. I can't say, I don't want to say we're through the other side of COVID. No, we're not. Even though there's a lot of attitudes that are like sort of suggesting that, but at the same time, it's mm. like we are so far from that. Um, but I thought for the first episode back in the in the physical realm, I thought I'd bring down some good friends, some distinguished alumni, <laughs> you could say, some fan favourites as well, what? you could argue. Oh, what? Um, just parodies. <laughs> And I just feel like all my five listeners are like, oh, I need points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Me, my mum, my dad. <laughs> Me, my sister, Parry. Yeah. 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 People overexpect how many people actually care about <laughs> listening to these episodes. I'm joking. You also underestimated yourself. <laughs> I know. Um, so I'm back. And I just thought it'd be a good time to as a sort of a time marker, time placer, to just have a bit of a, not just a traditional interview, but a general discussion about, mm-hmm. you know, life and just some young you. people's perspectives on what the hell has been going on. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, we've got the ones, the only, hey, honey point. Hey. Hey. Back again. What episode number were you guys, do you know? Oh, uh, I'm going to say. It was around, it was like 15 to 20, wasn't it? I don't know. Okay. I was going to say No, like I was going to say like five. Five. Oh, we're nowhere. We have no idea. That sounds sort of right though. But I listened to a few of your episodes before our potty. I reckon it was like 10. Mm, 10 sounds about. Mm. Okay, so there was Main Paris, there was Laris K, there was Lex Deluxe, Kane Metcalf. Yeah, but you don't know them in order. Nina Jirachi. Nina yeah. Jirachi. But these are all ones before, because I remember yeah. like listening. Marty, all the Triple One Boys, Marty and Connor were before you guys as well. And then there was someone else before us, and someone else before us. Anyway. And someone else, and then it was us, so it was 10. Wow. <laughs> so the favourites. Yeah. So the favourites. Um, yeah, I just want to start saying, obviously, having, you know, both personal accounts where you're quite outspoken, and also Honey Point as well. Um, this is one thing I've had a big issue with, not issue with, just like trying to get my head around it, is how do you remain active in the music world, 
or even in your just personal life, putting mm. stories up and just using a social media account like you normally would, mm. as well as balancing, you know, important information, mm. important, you know, just visibility or awareness of certain voices. How do you balance that in terms of like making it not a distraction, but at the same time, like amplifying your voice so that more people can hear it and just like that sort mm. of, yeah. you know, that mm. Venn diagram of like. Mm. I feel like when all the BLM stuff started really kicking <coughs> off hard, I was like, I remember I had done a guest mix and I was like, I'm just not going to post it. Even though it's important to like promo and stuff, I'm just not going to, just not going to post for like two weeks unless it's like related to, Mm. yeah, unless it's like related to what everyone's, you know, trying to learn about. And I think for me, I have like a, personally, I felt like I was almost like obligated to talk about what was happening because I have like such a huge intersection of like followers where it's like I've got people who I don't speak to but from kindergarten Mm. and high school and a lot of friends from the North Shore a lot of white followers and like um just music goers and then people like and like I think that's kind of what my platform's just always like built been built on um trying to open discussions and that's just it's just something that I've just done for ages and that's just been like common practice for me so I was like I felt like I really had to do that and it was like exhausting but I was like this is work that I need to do and considering I have like so many white followers that aren't in the echo chamber that um I think I'm in I Mm. was like I do need to share this and people were like asking questions a lot so I was like Okay, so I'm, like, doing the right thing by, like, mm. talking mm. about it. And, yeah, so it was, it was hard. It was good and hard, and I learned a lot through, I think, like, like making an obligation to share stuff mm. and, like, personally reflecting on it is mm. really good as an aid to teach mm. yourself yeah. as well. Um, and I'm such a lazy reader. Like, I can only, mm. like, read when I'm really in the mood. So, like, learning about stuff was, like, my way of filtering not filtering through but like taking stuff that was like from like black activists and then like taking it and making it like easier to read for people who might be like less educated mm. than me so that was like the way I did it but mm. um that was like me personally though. Mm. yeah I think it's so it's been such an interesting time to live through like on in so many ways And then also not just this time on a micro scale, but also just like our lifetimes on a macro scale in terms of like how social media has impacted how we like um, connect with each other and how we engage with like these platforms of activism. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think like what what a wild time being locked indoors and really only having, because of COVID, and then really only having a platform such as, you know, Twitter, TikTok, um, Instagram to share one's thoughts yeah. and I found it quite debilitating in a way and I found it really um, and still now I've, like the conversation's never ending just about how do we engage with social media yeah. how do we use it in the best way possible um, in the dance scene like and, and you know being like DJs in the dance scene or being a collective in the dance scene um, that mission is almost kind of tied in with um, racial politics and racial mm. politics in the scene like um, how how can we actually act in a way that's meaningful that's not just 
sharing on a story. Mm. But then again, is sharing on the in a, yeah. on a story the meaningful way to share right now? Because if you don't say anything at all on your story, then exactly then it, like it's it's better to say something than say nothing at all. Um, and I think I, it depends on like your audience as well. Like if your audience is mainly white, then you need to be sharing because otherwise that those important currents of information don't go through. And I think like that. Totally, but like so you were saying, think about. you're a lazy reader. I'm a lazy reader. I reckon most of our generation and younger generations are lazy readers. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the whole millennial Gen Z thing. That the reason why like we don't have articles or that, like articles and journalism is going down and long form articles are going down is because we only read headlines. Like people exactly. don't read that much. Um, in that sense, are we just like are we just flooding? Like how can we be more and, and giving people the ability to just skip and move on and not engage yeah. with the things mm-hmm. that we're sharing? Like how how can we act in a way that's impactful, in a way that is digestible, in a way that people don't have a choice but to engage with the conversation. And I actually found that um, the BLM protest, the massive one that happened around the world a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I found that that was one of the m- more successful examples of protest in terms of people not involved with the movement actually engaging with it because it was such a contentious time. Yeah. Like I, I, that week after the protest, um, had like an old friend from school's birthday um, event and I, and I went like with like, there were 10 of us to a, to a restaurant and none of them are political in any way and none of them really engage in any kind of news or like political conversation um, outside of like what their parents share with them kind of thing. Yeah. And, and they were like, you know, it was just irresponsible. It's COVID. Like, why, you know, why would you do that? La, 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 la. And I mean, that was a whole nother conversation in itself. But the fact that they even engaged with it from that point, yeah. that opened the, the conversation of why it was important to be there and why mm-hmm. like BLM is important and, and what, and that opened up the space to educate. Does that make sense? Like I it think, forced people. Yeah. I think a couple of things. I feel like the whole generation of non-readers and stuff, we, we form our identities on our Instagram stories. And that's like, for me as well, like all met paths is just like, like <laughs> 90% of it as a brand. Mm. And like, I do think about not, not like in a cocksucky way, but all met paths is a brand. Cause if all met paths does well, then Paratalks does well, then Purple Sneakers does well and that sort of thing. So I like mm. don't overthink about it, but I think about it, like what gets put on a story, um, like non-political wise and just like, all met paths and understanding that we are all mini brands, especially when we have any sort of platform. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah, that is yeah. such yeah. a good well, way yeah. to put and it. And like the all met paths story is probably my biggest public identity on the internet. Yeah, I post, but the story is like just always there. It's ever constant. So I think that like we can't trust our audiences too much for one, because like I was like, because when we go out with our friends, with our close friends in our little BYO warehouse party mm. it's like there's a fair there's a certain level of trust in that mm. community it's like all of our values are so similar but like that doesn't mean that our followers all think the same and that sort of thing so I think mm. that using the stories has been like really successful I mm. think in just like reaching everybody mm. because I'm not reading an article but I'm going to be scrolling through stories for two hours before yeah. I get mm. yeah. it that's yeah. my sort of the sharing of the video sorry sorry to cut you up really quickly but the sharing of the videos and photos I think are like we are such an eyeball generation mm-hmm. and that's been so intense you have such a good point and what you were saying before like completely spot on um, like great points but I, and I think I think um, yeah just like the sharing of the videos and the photos was so that, impactful but that in itself is so problematic because yeah. it's like dehumanizing and it's like building this 
perverse stuff. kind of yeah. culture around mm-hmm. it totally like yeah. trauma of like yeah. watching that like shouldn't be something that makes us care and so i think that's also like incredibly like problematic mm. and yeah. it's so hard to like navigate around like what is what is something in a post that will make people engage and i think like something that i found like very or works what has been working for me is like breaking everything down into little chunks so i might have like a post for like extended reading yeah. mm. and i'll have like okay this post basically too long didn't read is yeah. these three words mm. and then if you engage with that then it's like okay cool i agree with this cool i'll read the post to further my like mm. yeah understanding mm. i feel like a big conflict that i've had is like i've been donating and stuff but it hasn't been public mm. and like even like last night you put up like you don't have an email template and i'm like Yes. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> yeah, within, like, three bits of yeah. And it's just like, you know, is it, I don't know, it's just like that weird sort of thing. It's like, does it have to, if it if it's not in your story, does it count that you're helping? And that think, whole but thing. we don't help to, to put it out there and get clicks because we donated. Like, yeah, if exactly. you donated, think, you donated, that's what matters. Yeah. You're not meant to put it on a story and be like, hey guys, guess what? Like, look what I did because yeah. that's perverse in itself yeah, exactly. as well. Yeah. That's not for the cause, it's for yourself. Yeah. And that's weird. I think, I think like, donations very much, like, people, I find it very hard to watch stories that are like, hey, I donated 50 bucks, match me. Which I'm like, <laughs> it's like I, what if, what if you Match can't? my level of wealth. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's like, what if you're not in a position to, then you're like, you're doing your activism in whatever way you can for yourself. Like, mm. you might not come from wealth, you might not come from, like, but maybe you're able to totally like, make food to, to people yes. or something. So it's, I think there is like some kind of sharing of information you can do. And I think that's like a part of the bare minimum of activism that needs to be done because otherwise how do you spread a cause like a, like something that is happening in the same way that it's like the same concept of mm. the news like you are the personal like news feed for other people mm. as well i think the i think the the power that lies within us is to gen like i was saying before is to generate the conversations yeah. and i think something that i tried to do i didn't i i posted on my stories and i did on instagram but i i just felt the same way about like what for me I feel this feels wrong I'm posting 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 but then I'm also on Spotify and I'm sharing songs that I like and I'm also like I don't know every now and then I'll post something else that doesn't have something to do with the with the movement or whatever like you were saying before like you wouldn't post your mix or you you didn't self advertise for your music stuff when it when um the protests were going on in like the first few weeks and I was definitely conscious of just not posting things that didn't need to be posted in this time and making space I guess that's I guess doing that is making digital space Mm. for these conversations and for these movements and we always talk about that physically about making space for people that are less represented in it less represented in our communities um but what was I gonna say my thought was oh yeah taking yeah taking those conversations that we're that we're putting out on our stories and just like making them a part of our daily lives having them at the dinner table having confronting the hard conversations in ourselves confronting confronting every nuance and every maybe stereotype or problematic idea in every little act that we do and like just yeah just being like more aware of our actions more aware of how we shape and structure our lives and our interactions and our everyday lives with those around us and the world around mm. us i think that's how that's like an effective way to take your your online politics into your everyday life and you don't need to that those are little things that you can't p- 
put on your story. Mm. You can't be like, hey, everyone, tonight I started this really hard conversation with my family at the dinner table. But I think that itself is valuable as well. No, doing that is valuable. But But putting it on your story and saying that you did it. I think like saying saying that and sharing that story and being like, my parents reacted in this way could like help motivate another person. Yeah, and I know like that has been such a thing as well. Like, like I have like problematic friends that I'm scared to talk to about these things, but like having someone else talk about their experience and be like, okay, yeah, I did this thing. It was hard, but I did it. Will like motivate me to do it and yeah. like get uncomfy yeah. as well. But then what, where do we draw the line between like what's performative and what's sharing for the... <laughs> but no, I, think think I was, I was like, <laughs> my inner host is like, I'm about to spin this. Yeah. And then you just <laughs> stole my thunder. Performative, like I honestly... I never saw a problem in performative activism until quite recently, just because I was like, performative activism is okay because <laughs> because this is such a hot take. Cancel, <laughs> cancel her. <laughs> because there is still information that is being spread. And even if that, if like a person mm. that doesn't really align with it, if they share it and one person, just one person donates, that performative activism yeah. has worked in a way, you know? And I think that's, that is okay. And I think like performative activism comes down to like your personal intention and no one will, no one will know whether your activism is performative or whether it's like intentional. Mm. And I think in that way, like you need to check yourself like constantly Mm. and think about like, Hey, am I doing this because other people are doing it or am I doing it because I truly, this is what I believe in and I need, like I know things need to be done. So I think performative activism is something that it's one's personal relationship with all that is going on around mm. them. Yeah, I get that's such a good point because at the end of the day, it's about the, like we've been saying, it's about the conversation, it's about the message, it's about the action. Yeah. So it doesn't actually really matter what your intentions are. I think also like the mere fact that I even ask that question between like what's performative and what's genuine, like I think there also needs to be something to be said about the individual that then criticizes someone else's um, activism Absolutely. like and there well. and there like there's an inherent issue in that in yeah. the person being like well, what's this what's the reason behind this person yeah. posting this like oh they're just trying to blah 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 yeah. blah blah it doesn't matter what they're trying to do they're doing it anyways mm-hmm. and something's being said something's being done actions being taken yeah. um you know maybe we yeah and like we've been saying over and over we should just be looking at ourselves with the exact same question yeah. under the exact same microscope what are your what are your and 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 if it is performative okay it's performative but like just i guess the crux is understand what you're doing understand what you're posting also question everything that you're reading and posting like i think there's also i think i think one issue that i really stand by and am against is just the blindness the blind posting of just seeing something and being like this is crazy yeah share 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 it's like wait Read it, fact check it, what's going on behind this, what's your source, where is this coming from, who else has shared this, because there were a few things that I shared, and I think think actually, and we've had this conversation, the the black tile thing on, Mm. on, on Instagram, like the whole, and I was victim to this. Just seeing the black tile and being like, oh my god, I've got to share that black yeah. tile. Like everyone's sharing this black tile. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna contribute to the movement by sharing this black tile. But that I didn't for one second question. What's the power of this? What's yeah. the power of this hashtag? 
Who started this? Who is this supporting? Who is this not supporting? Who is this benefiting? So on and so forth. So much of that. Yeah, and I think, talking about the criticisms and like bringing it back to the dance world, we posted on Purple Sneakers, I think like, when it's first like very early on just being like jazz, rock, blues, dance, blah, 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 is black art. And then we put like the big thing out and being like, oh, like we cover black musicians, so we think black lives matter. And like someone came up and was like, well, would you think Black Lives Matter if you didn't cover black art? Mm. And there was like that whole sort of thing of like, yeah, that's a huge discussion I had with like, one of my friends. And, yeah. And like, we were just like, I was just like, oh, you're right. Yeah, there was, there was this, the way all of this was dealt with, or at least I think for the Sydney music scene, was the way people were engaging with it was like, hey, dance music comes from black culture, thus black lives are important because mm. of that. And it was such a, superficial. Like, <laughs> such yeah, a, it's so such a catalyst. Cute. It was like, why is a black life like, is equal to what they produce like it's like that's not that's not how it is and like one of my like black friends was like explaining since she's in like the dancing like she goes to all the parties and everything so she was like why is it that all the crews are handling it in this way and i was like you are so right like yet again capitalism has come yeah. <laughs> so completely like oh, completely. Yeah. I think a massive conversation I have with a lot of my friends as well is that like uh, inherently these struggles are class struggles like that's like the conversation needs to be about our economic and societal systems in which we like are all a part of like mm. the systematic racism that exists it's, it's a class struggle like look at what's happening in Melbourne right now mm-hmm. um, with the shutting down of the, of the Flemington housing estates like mm. Like this is the like the I'm not taking away from the Black Lives Matter um, question or, or conversation or movement at all, but like, yeah, like how we're engaging with it, it needs to be understood from a point of, yeah, like like uh, through the guise of capitalism. Like we need to also question those systems and understand. I mean, if this is what you believe in, like I, I mean, this is what I believe, like very wholeheartedly. But like. Anything Danny says someone does not represent the ideas of... No, I'm someone listening to this might be like, no, I completely disagree. I'm like, I don't know, I disagree That's with fine. you, sir. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> sir as well, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, take um, anyways, I forgot what I was saying. Class struggle. Class struggle, Class struggle. But yeah, like I think, I guess that's what it comes down to in terms of the gripes that I've been having personally mm-hmm. with how we've been engaging with all these movements it's that how we're engaging with them is through these capitalist platforms such as instagram like we've been benefiting like instagram is giving us a platform to speak on thank you instagram like because of covid if we didn't have these social media platforms like fuck what would we do i'm sure we'd adapt in a way and find something to do but like it's really given us this opportunity but in that we're engaging with the system that is oppressing us Mm -hmm. or oppressing those who are oppressed Exactly. Exactly. So it's but I think, oh, like I the love hate relationship with <laughs> sorry the love hate relationship with social media is like this Instagram has been so important in the way we've engaged with like the Black Lives Matter movement in the same way like Twitter was so huge during the Arab riots like mm. in Egypt mm-hmm. like a few years ago mm. so I think like it's so important to like still pay attention to the fact that these platforms exist for like instantaneous information from like literally people who are experiencing it to the outside world and i think um that needs to be reflected on as well like Mm. it is like people are talking from inside where all this stuff is happening Mm. and i think the big thing about instagram and facebook as like sort of big corporations is like do we view instagram facebook twitter as platforms or do we view them as businesses Mm. and i think that they are businesses so like 
whenever we do engage because the attention economy is so valuable for so many people mm. so it's like it's that sort of dichotomy where we understand at the same time that, that they aren't just free platforms that anyone can you know voice their opinion on because stuff gets crowded out mm. you know stuff yeah. helps in the algorithm more than other things do you know what i mean so there's like yeah. a weird conversation to have like argument to have is like is instagram a platform or is instagram a, like a corporate structure there yeah. to I don't know. Yeah. That's a big question. Yeah, it's a really big yeah. I just I've started in my yeah. in my mind I just started ticking through like yes, but then everyone has a say, but then they have all these ethics where it's like like the whole thing with Trump and Twitter being like fact mm-hmm. check this p- tweet and then him being like you don't have the right to to say these things and to monitor and police what I put out there, mm-hmm. but then the algorithm does kind of systematically yeah. police certain things that are being posted. But he like he violated every, like so many Twitter guidelines, so it was like he, that, that's why they did that I mean that's a different conversation yeah, like yeah. I completely back what Twitter <laughs> yeah. did on Trump like completely but I'm saying like they, they are a business yeah. they have provided a platform yeah. but then they are a business yeah. as well that has to set guidelines and like they then they're like mini like cities and, yeah, that's and what countries exactly, in yeah. themselves as you were now having to set up like a law system a legal system and a policing system that, I was like it sounds like a street like businesses yeah. and people and laws that you have to obey literally yeah but that's a whole nother <laughs> Let's reel it back in. What are your thoughts on, say, people in our dance world? Obviously, we are limited because the live space is so important for our community and fundraising. And you saw what we did over summer for bush right, bush, bushfire fundraising and that sort of thing. And like, we really banded together. And there was like a much tighter sense of community when we're all at a party mm. for a specific mm. reason. Or, mm. you know, everyone's had a tough week because of bushfires and everyone mm. engages in this thing that we like yeah. all together. And obviously it's been tough because we've been very limited in what we can do in terms of our activism from the dance front. Mm. But what are your thoughts on like fundraiser VAs, all that sort of stuff? How do you mm. think that we've engaged well? How do you mm. think that we've lacked engagement mm. um, in visibility and all that stuff? Loved hearing compilations that I truly love from art, like Sydney artists, and then seeing like, hey, fifty percent of the portions go mm. to awards like this charity, and I'm like, that's so. And I think that's more common than uncommon within the Sydney music scene. So I'm so happy that is how producers here are handling that. Um, But I think, then again, it's like, I feel like we exist in a tiny little bit of an echo chamber. Um, there was my is, next, yeah. Was well, yeah, well, with the compilations, like one person puts out a comp and they're like 50% will go to whatever. And then, the next person's like, well, if I release a comp and don't do that, then am I cancelled? So mm-hmm. that's I, fine. That's I think that's a, that, I think that kind like of pressure, pressure is good. I think that kind of pressure is beneficial. But I think in terms of like, there are, say, crews in the North Shore that would not engage in Honey Point or myself or other compilations or artists that are doing these kind of initiatives. And I think, or the discussions um, surrounding activism aren't there yet because. Like you said, it's a class thing, right? It's like they just, Mm -hmm. nothing affects them. So they don't need to engage in it um, or they don't feel the need to. So I think... Just saying, just disclaimer, these communities exist all around Australia, not just in the North Shore of Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a direct jab at the North Shore of Sydney. (laughs) We understand that people of all different (laughs) class. Oh, sorry, Eastern suburbs too. Everywhere, yeah. Of course, we, we live like... Our Sydney dance scene, like the community we talk about, is in the biggest echo chamber ever. Because yeah. it, like, we assume our world is... It is the underground. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like, how do you get there? But at the same time, I think if you're doing anything that involves money, it's, like, it's brilliant. Like, money, shit only gets fucked up 
when money, money gets fucked gets up. Involved, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So if or like, like for donations and that sort wealth, of thing. Right? That's what I mean. So I Which think Which is that, so interesting in context of what we were just talking about. Yeah, exactly. Like criticizing capitalism. So even though we are preaching to a choir with this wobbly breakbeat eight minute track VA, if there's money involved and they're raising money, I think it's good. Whereas sometimes I feel like it can be a bit preaching to a choir when there's not money involved in like our little yeah. you know. Mm. Yeah, scene. I think one thing that we've that just going back to your initial question. Um, I didn't get to answer it. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not very just had a bit of sass. So just, no, I'm ripping, man. I'm ripping. No, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, you know, I'm loving it. No, I'm not again. I'm joking. I'm kidding. Um, um, what I want to say was, Deep and I have like really, and I think this isn't so much a community thing because I, to be honest, I mean, look, maybe I, I haven't been as engaged. Um, because of COVID and like you know what's happened in my own like personal life and just whatever um but I I haven't seen that much come up from our community and I'm not criticizing it but I'm just saying like it it wasn't like when we had the bushfires and it was like there were so many parties fundraisers Mm. comps um DJs putting out mixes and then raising money for the like it what it hasn't been as loud as that because we haven't had the means to like this isn't Mm. a, a criticism at all it's just an observation but I think what it's done um is made the community reflect on okay wait one day it's going to come back maybe sooner than later how can we and deeper and i have definitely done this how can we how can our actions and our movements and our work provide way more meaning than just Just events and partying like Deeper and I have had so many conversations about, okay, so what if after COVID? Because also, not only on a political front, but also just like a practical front, mm-hmm. events are never going to be the same after this. Like, but we, were t- t- we were talking about this before COVID as well, but j- just because we are both, like, I would like to say activists, or at least like politically charged people. Um, yeah, we've always we've always asked like how can how how can we take this further? How can we make more change with what we're doing? But yeah. exactly. but what I'm trying to get at is. Like, what if, what if events never come back? As in, what if we never put on an event again because, you know, anxieties and also spaces and the funding and so on and so forth. How can we now take our platform and fuse music and activism in a way more powerful way that goes beyond the, hey, we're putting on this event and 50% of ticket sales go to this fundraiser yeah. or whatever. Because also with fundraising, money is powerful. Fundraising is powerful. But also, like, like I was saying before, question everything. Like, we don't always know where the money is going like and look what's even just i read about it this morning what's happened in victoria all the money and food that's being donated to the residents in lockdown in those housing the fish aren't even going to them because the the the, and this is an issue with the the police but they're essentially taking it away from them as they're taking everything else away from them all the other rights Mm. and stuff but like you know yeah how we we have money if you have money if you're making money if you're if you're raising money but like, what what can we do that's more powerful than that? I mean, money is so powerful. But yeah, that's the conversation that we've been having, and I think um, I think it would be a lie to say that the rest of the community is not doing that. Yeah. Um, exactly, and I think I had the conversation with this guy Wes. He runs a brand called Sushi in Sydney. Yeah. Oh yeah, PS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. PS, we know. Yeah, and he said sushi. before this, and like, I was obviously quite political engaged by myself my brand was just I'm just gonna make cool t-shirts and cool hoodies and I'm gonna make some money off it and it's gonna be really cool and I'll build a little community and then he saw everything happen from bushfires and be like I've got a responsibility now 
and it's easy for him because he's been politically charged he mm. knew what he believed in and that mm. sort of thing mm. and so I have a responsibility to make meaning from people having fun or people mm. engaging something and building their own identities mm. so I feel like a lot of people are going to be like yes we have this a podcast or mm. yes we have this media organisation mm. but how can we actually make it so that mm. it does provide actual meaning mm. rather than like and like lifting people's voices mm. honestly I'm like interested to see once promoters are allowed to you know book people at venues and to like I'm very interested to see what the lineups look like because mm. I've always since I like started participating in like the Sydney music scene there have been no people of colour at all and that's like such a struggle that I've like had to deal with like just as a dancer before I started DJing and then like becoming a DJ and being like one of like four other people of colour DJs and that was like so hectic to go through that and not have like people that were like making it and so I'm very interested to see all these promoters that are talking out like I'm very like will they book yeah how will they actually how will they they, how will they walk the walk are they talking to talk that's another yeah so I do hope like honestly like Sydney music is so whitewashed and like like serious change needs Mm. yeah it like seriously needs to change so like I hope people hold other people accountable Mm. yeah Let's just have a breather. <laughs> I also want to make a point because we're like, we are steaming through this. We're like 33 minutes in, which is good. But I also want to touch on, importantly, I just want to have a conversation about the live stream sort of yeah. space. Maybe a bit more COVID focused. Yeah. Mm. Um, you guys have played a couple of live streams, of yeah. course. Yes. A couple of big ones. Yes. Shout yeah. out Room 2 Radio. Man. Yeah. Shout the out to the first one. We were the yeah. first one. Yeah, I know. How crazy is that? Yeah. I love those people. We know time has fly- flown since then. How crazy yeah. is that? Oh, and you did last week as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, where's my invite? <laughs> there are all these people in there. Where's mine? <laughs> Sorry, babe. I'll, social- I'll be there by myself with a bottle of fucking rum. <laughs> like this in the background. And, hey, this week we're playing Douglas Street. Maybe you can come to that. Yeah. Oh, true. Go. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. I'll message Jack. Yeah. <laughs> no plus ones. No. Um, and I just want to say, obviously, there's a much deeper discussion about deeper discussion. Hey, that's me. Hey. <laughs> about how useful and how beautiful they are because clubs are quite intimidating spaces for a lot of people yeah. and that sort of thing. I just wanted to say, do you think live streams will stay? I think so. Oh, I think yeah. now, yeah, now that we realise the power of, yeah, of including people on video, which is... So interesting. I was having this conversation with someone the other day about. Um, so I'm Jewish, and every Friday night we have family dinner, mm-hmm. and it's like all my extended family live in Sydney, and I'm really blessed to have that. And so every Friday night we all get together, and because of COVID we couldn't do that. And so what we started doing is start having Zoom Shabbat dinners, like yeah. Zoom family dinners, where we would all just like hop on Zoom for like an hour, and like everyone would be there, like Brady Bunch style, all, <laughs> yeah, the, that's right. all the families, whatever. In the boxes as well. In the boxes as well, Damn. and then. Um, I'm like I've got some family in London as well and they zoom in and then even some of like my parents extended family like their second and third cousins that like maybe I met when I was five yeah. they started zooming in as she well and then like my dad's old mates from South Africa who's they still live in Johannesburg whenever they started zooming in and like it it was amazing and it, it really extended our networks and our ability to to hang out with our family and catch up with our family around the world and now we're getting because restrictions are easing we're all getting back together again and um we're still 
we're, like we we haven't been like oh okay sorry so and so in the UK or so and so in Johannesburg like we can't hang out with you anymore yeah. because you don't live here and we're all getting back together in human in person now this it's still maintained like we still every yeah. Friday night now we're gonna have the computer screen up with like people from around the world mm. zooming in which is incredible yeah. um, and I think that that's gonna be the same for the live stream situation yeah. and also in saying that um, when we did the um, LAN the land party yeah. system live stream um, we were having this conversation and also your podcast with Ava Tonye when she came in and you guys spoke about this she didn't really come in I wish she had well on, on Zoom sorry yeah. on Zoom. Oh. she inverted commas came Bastard. in um, Zoom Alumni, you know? She's big alumni. Big alumni. Um, You guys were having the conversation about how that the the Zoom online live streaming platform was so important for Anti and for Regular Fit Mm. because they had just finished the Irregular Fit show workshop, which was mm. so important for Sydney, so important for our scene. Like, Ava Tonya has done like such incredible work with all those people. Top five ever. Totally. And uh, top three, top two, top one. Like, <laughs> and, um, yeah. and, and to actually enhance, like to have that platform was so important for mm. them yeah. and all the Irregular Fit alumni because it kept them going. Yeah. And yeah. so many of them have just like, anti-collective has just like thrived off of this. And the I same. Think, like token i've like worked with promoters that are like we're not going to book uh djs if they haven't played venues before and so in that what? way yeah what? is yeah. that real for real that's like yeah. that's like that's like, like, that's like um i won't hire you if you've never had work experience yeah. but i've it's never had same, work experience so how energy. am i going to get a job like, yeah same energy but it's so i think live streams are so important to like show hits like hey this person might not have played a venue but my god they have talent you know <laughs> yeah for my God, can they miss? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My God. <laughs> My God. Um, but yeah, but also, it's a. I don't think it's a sustainable art. I don't think the live streaming parties, mm. like it's even a good tool. It's I like it's a good tool. It's a live stream. I see it evolving as when you're at a club, like at Frida's. For now, they'll have, they'll, they'll have a GoPro at Frida's. Yeah. Being yeah. Streaming to people at home. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that, <laughs> that might be where. That was like yeah. a sick party. Exactly. Like rewatch it. And yeah. I think that's maybe where they'll intersect. I think that that's where it'll go. Yeah. Like it's never like I say about like with the anecdote with my family. Now it's not gonna go away. It's mm. gonna stay, but yeah. in another way. Yeah. But also like saying that like so when live streaming like all the djs went onto twitch twitch had no um like laws regarding like music copyright yeah. and now they do it's like they will take down videos or mute videos and i think like how do you like what can be done to Around like that s- yeah to well that's music that. law yeah. yeah that's a whole Just play vinyl battle with music law yeah that's why I sucked into all those major labels. We don't play <laughs> about, anymore. But what about lawyers. like, like Boiler Room? This is what Boiler Room's been doing yeah. for ages. But they have it's no anomaly. Like this is what they've done. But they've like paid money to get. To so maybe that's what venues are going to have to start doing. Yeah. Uh, don't process. Boiler Room are like if you play a set at a festival, you submit it to Apparatus yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe that's so what we're going to stuff to. That's what probably we'd have to do. Like run yeah. sheets and stuff. I don't know. I've got an idea. Yeah. We should what have a lawyer think? on. We should. <laughs> we should the, hey, an entertainment lawyer. Um, what do you think about it? Live streams. Yeah, yeah. I love them. Yeah. I think yeah? that. I think that it'll become a norm that parties are live streamed in clubs. Yeah. As well. I hope as, so. That like that would. Be nice. It would also be I such would, a fun like so form sick, of yeah. art as well in yeah. terms of like I love when you're in the club and they go and then they put it on a screen yeah. and then I, you're like. One of my favorite things to do, like after I come back from like a big party, is to watch like '90s rave dungeons, and everyone's just like, 
Just go on for it. That's your favourite thing to do after it's a you one go out. It, it's just a nice, like, a wind down. It's like egg houses and wind down. you are the most niche individual <laughs> <laughs> I know. The vintage <laughs> like, never footage. stop the rave. Diva yeah. comes home, like... <laughs> I love party. <laughs> I can't imagine Deepa listening to anything faster than like 112. Are you kidding? I'm oh my goodness. I'm joking. I'm joking. Did you joking, hear joking, about my little Deepa likes Witch House. <laughs> what is Witch House? Oh god, never listen to Witch House. What is Witch House? Nightcore. It's like Nightcore. Is it? I assume. That's I what know. it sounds like. It's like. I've listened to a lot of hardcore. Nightcore. I'm saying Nightcore. What's Nightcore? It's like 180 pitched up vocals, like going like. Oh, like Happy House. No, yes. no, no, no. no, no. It's, like, it's closer, like happy happy happy, happy, closer to Happy Hardcore. Happy, happy hardcore. hardcore, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of, sorry. Happy Hardcore, not like Happy Hardcore. Isn't, like isn't All House happy? <laughs> no, 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 is not happy. No. No. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Moods, hashtag moods. Oh my god, how can we say I'm sorry, no, I think we're lovers. My favourite tag, and like whenever I'm writing an article, and I put in deep moods, or like... Do you? Yeah. It's a like, sad ooh. sin. Does anyone? <laughs> no, no, deep moods is like a whole, like, you know that whole moody, like, I don't know. Deep I think moods. It's like Russell. It makes no sense. <laughs> Russell yeah, Friends is so deep moods. It's Timmy Yamaha. What have you guys been listening to? What have I been listening to? Honestly, lots Harry of... Harry talks. Yeah. <laughs> lots repeat? of podcasts. Just the Honey Point episode. <laughs> <laughs> on repeat every morning. We laughed so much in that episode. Um, What have I been listening to? I've been finding myself listening to, which is weird for me... Complex. Like a lot so of, new compilations. A lot of spacey, breaky stuff. Oh. Which is very off-brand for me. Oh. Like, I've just fallen in love with, like... Rosa, of course. Love Rosa. Love. I've been listening to lots of Ramsey recently. Lots of Ramsey. Lots of cousin. Thomas Gray and Lamebs. I've been. I just love. Why is that a giggle? Because they've got a um upcoming uh EP, which I'm very excited about because I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be big. So that's why I'm like, nice. Um, I'm getting to ambient at the moment, but that's also because I. You are getting into ambient at the moment. I was listening to your show the other night. It was so ambient yeah. on Friday night. It was yeah. beautiful. Thank you. I've been listening to... I've been listening to a lot of, like, 80s bands because my housemate <laughs> loves <laughs> 80s bands. Give so a shout out. They're just always... <laughs> Hamish, shout out. <laughs> Pishman. <laughs> because... <laughs> I don't... He just... Yeah, he's been playing. And I've been so into it. And, like, Funky Town. We've been listening to Funky Town by Lip Sync on repeat. And now... So, on Spotify... Lip sync only have this is such a digress from everything we've been speaking about. Anyways, um, they only have the one song out, Funky Town, Whoa. and I'm like, I want to dive into that. I want to open up like investigative journalism around lip sync and what happened to them. Like, why did they only have Funky, Funky Town Funky out? It costs money to have songs on there. Maybe every other one was. Yeah, but I reckon like Funky Town's a banger. Go listen to it and dissect it musically. It is actually so wow. clever. It's amazing. Oh, and MIA. I've been listening to so much MIA. You know, truth be told, I've been listening to like Cloud Control. And oh, here we go. It comes out now. It comes no, no, down that's now. yeah. <laughs> that's we love that's, Cloud that's, Control. Yeah. We love Elsa. We right. love. Love our control. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> um, a couple of other questions. Mm-hmm. A bit more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you? What has? What have been your guys? Your girls? Guys? Beautiful people's favorite Lads. Harry Talks episodes. The Because you guys have actually far. listened to them. Yeah. I People come them. in and they're like, "Oh, I listened to that one episode. It's pretty cool. I'm so glad to be on here." But you guys actually listened to them. Yeah. No, I did listen to them. I love the Ivor Tanya episode. Yeah. I listened what an to episode. it yeah. while I was nannying and I was like cooking. I remember exactly where I was and I was listening and I was just like, mm. and mm. everything. I was just going, mm. 
Mm. One more time. Like just <laughs> one just, more time. Just really, yeah. yeah. Hottest takes, best yeah. episode, important episode, like so good. And the Bellatrix episode. Yeah. I said episode, but that's, I feel like I'm so biased. Yeah. <laughs> Louis T. Louis Louis T. Louis T. That's the best. Oh, she's probably round. <laughs> You know what? She will you know be what? For listeners back home, Perry just looked outside the window. <laughs> no, they can see this. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Perry talks. Holy shit, what an episode. That was and fucking we're, insane. We're back now. We're, we're back. Yeah, back. Open back. invite to you girls. Whenever you want to come on, whenever uh-huh. you want to speak your truth, can I have the mic set up. <laughs> can I be your co host? Can we Sometimes. Oh, can we <laughs> ask questions? Can we Perry and Danny talks? I love interviewing people. I would love to you ask know what? questions. We can talk about this all fair. Yeah, we're top <laughs> secret like. project starting. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> so you might be seeing more of these bastards oh. on your screens for Parry Talks. Okay, cool. I'm in. Um, <laughs> yeah, this will be up next week, so it'll be pretty soon. Shout cool. out everybody that's listened. Shout out to Honey Point. Hey, Honey Point. I like yeah, saying for yeah. some reason. <laughs> Shout out to you for this platform. Thank yeah. you, Parry. Aww. Yeah. Real asking questions that we don't get to talk about. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah. And, and like we were talking before about like generating the discussions and like using our platforms for activism, like podcasting is a, a really powerful medium to share and spread and generate discussions. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! Well, Yay. Yay! Bye. Let me do a clap for the, the nice. sink at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nice. Chunky. Good.